Welcome to California Now, a podcast produced by Visit California. I'm Satirius Johnson. On this episode, Kevin Costner, the Oscar-winning director and bona fide movie star, is here to talk road tripping both in film and in life. I've never been able to get the Sierras out of my psyche. When I go there, I'm always refreshed. When I go to the Sequoias, it's the same. There's something about how dominant nature is, and California is completely fraught with that. He'll also tell us about his role as co-founder of Here Here, an app that could make your next road trip feel more like a guided tour. Plus, he'll kick off our new occasional segment, The California Questionnaire. That's all coming up on California Now. Road tripping has many fans in California, among them Kevin Costner, the Oscar-winning director and star of such movies as Bull Durham and JFK. The open road is a key component in his life and many of his films. He's also co-founder of Here Here, an app that aims to make your drive feel more like a guided tour, providing interesting facts and history about your surroundings. Welcome to California Now, Kevin. Well, thank you. So, you know, we're going to go deep on your road trip app, Kevin. But first, let's talk road trips generally. As a, as a Southern California native, just how big a part were they of your upbringing? Well, we, we were um, kind of, uh, we didn't have a lot of money. My family, uh, my, my ancestors, if you will, uh, came out of the Dust Bowl uh, from Oklahoma, came to California. That wasn't an easy road for them. Uh, and how they integrated into California. You know, Okies at that point were kind of, it was not an easy thing that was happening back there in the Depression days. And you really had a lot of hard-knuckled people, you know, that that grew up. My father grew up in that, saw his family lose everything. We never really had a lot. The only thing that was open to us was the car. And uh, our earliest trips, uh, in fact, I don't think I was in a plane or a limousine till I was in my late twenties. So, uh, our trips were uh, to the high Sierras, which uh, marked me forever. Mm. Um, and, uh, our trips were driving by motels that said heated pool, which they were never heated. They were always like ugly and they were always like, <laughs> for some reason, right out by the highway. Do you remember that? Or chain link fences, yep, yep. you know, heated pool. And I kept thinking that is this, is the world just one big liar? So our trips were, in the car, they were me and my brother in the back seat. My dad pushing the sleeping bags down into the where your feet would normally go, and you had one big giant bed back there. So that's how we saw California. That's how we saw the other side of the Sierras, the Sequoias. That is all we knew. You know, driving out to the Colorado River, driving up to Lake Shasta. Hmm. Do you have any any favorite California destinations? Well, I've never been able to get the Sierras out of my psyche. When I go there, I'm always refreshed. When I go to the Sequoias, it's the same. There's something about how dominant nature is. And California is completely fraught with that. It's just, you know, even the Colorado River, if you think about it, you know, it's part of California. And this incredible river that comes from Colorado, winds its way through the middle of the country and empties out into the Pacific. You know, it's just carved that Grand Canyon. So, you know, destinations, uh, it, it still is a Sierras for me. And in fact, I've never been able to duplicate that particular smell that comes from 
the Sierras, these mm. um, granite mountains with, I, I imagine the reason it smells the way it does is because the pine needles fall, the sun hits them and all that sap and that just kind of wind picks up that waft, if you will. But it was all California Sierras. Mm. Do you, do you have any vivid memories of cars you rode in on your family yeah, road trips? Yeah, there was, it was a Buick and uh, <laughs> there was no air conditioning and, um, you know, and it was the white wall tires and that's how we rolled. But then again, as I got into my, my years, uh, 17, 18, I would, I would leave in the summer. Uh, and actually the summer I graduated, I traveled to all four corners of the United States, but my first half of my trip, I couldn't hardly get out of California. I wanted so <laughs> desperately to see the rest of the country, but California just kept calling out to me. There were so many places I hadn't seen. So it took me about nine days just to get out of California <laughs> because I wanted to see so much. Um, but then I eventually you know, started to roll. But California is, um, it's, uh, it's hard not to look at. Right. No, it's so true. There's so much to do and there's so many places to go. And it, it is actually a perfect place for road trips. Um, you know, I've seen some pictures of you with some very cool cars nowadays. Um, what do you like to drive these days and, and where to? Probably one of the cars you're talking about is that 68 um, Cobra Mustang. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the quintessential California car, if you ask me. Some people will say it was the VW van. But for me, if you if you broke it down, it was the it was a Mustang convertible, and um, that particular car was the same car that Crash Davis drove in Bull Durham. So I bought that car, so I have it to this day. <laughs> but I do have a four wheeling Toyota that takes me uh, into the mountains. So you know, I like to go. I like to put put a canoe on the top, and uh, I just kind of I just kind of somehow miss Lewis and Clark's uh, expedition. I don't know why they didn't call me, but uh, I would have I would have been on that one if, uh, had I known. It sounds like it sounds like for you, like a road trip is is just as much about the journey as it is the actual destination. Well, I think at the end of the day, we all end up coming to that conclusion. I mean, you know, kids, you know, there's a moment in time when they get to be, you know, 13, 14, 15. Sometimes they don't want to go with you anymore. And I and uh, I found that a little bit with my own parents. But inevitably, once we got on the road, I was glad that I went. There's those moments you'll never forget. You know, when you thought, well, I could spend the summer hanging out with my friends, you know, and you're 15 and 16. And then your parents go, nope, you're with us. You're going with us. And you go, fine. And there's this little moping moment in the backseat. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you're kind of staring out the window. That's probably the biggest difference between traveling nowadays versus then. And the problem with that is your kids got their noses stuck into their computers. They're not looking out the window. Mm -hmm. And here, here became one of those moments that made me think, wait a second, we can all kind of experience the same dream, if you will. Bertolucci, the great Italian director, said 600 people can sit in the dark and dream the same dream. And, and I got to thinking when uh, I was approached by here, here, that I made life miserable for my children by stopping at all the bronze plaques that, you know, oh, there's another historical marker. Dad, please, not another one. Please, Dad, stop. Don't stop. No, don't stop. That's, and I go, nope, I'm going to look at it. 
And I'm sure my kids with their chins and their fists looking out the window as I stand over some bronze plaque in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I was thrilled with that paragraph. And I would look around and I said, some real human drama happened here. And then the next plaque and the next plaque. Right. Basically here, here, when it what came to me was the idea that wherever I was driving through, I could somehow tie into that. And that same plaque could go from being a paragraph to being a four or five minute story or an overview of an entire area. And that alone got my interest in that kind of road dog thing in me, stopping at markers. Suddenly when this idea came to me from Woody, Woody Sears said, what do you think? I thought to myself, I don't know anything about the computer that kids put their nose into, but I know if I push the right button, if somebody button does that for me, mm -hmm. I can be transported and I can walk away from where I've traveled more knowledgeable, maybe thrilled. Well, I think, you know, this, the Here Here app is actually a perfect match for you then because, you know, you do love to stop at those bronze plaques. You really love to know the, what the history is of the places you're traveling through. And I have to say, I played around with the app some and it's really cool. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, people can kind of have it on their phone and as they're driving through a certain area, like some, if there's an interesting spot nearby, it'll pop up on the app and you can listen to like maybe a two or three minute uh, history or explanation of the place. It's a really amazing use of the technology. Um, and, uh, you know, it seems that like the app is, is adding new content much faster than I can fit in road trips this summer. Listen, we're, we're a startup business that has a big future. We're a startup business that has the whole horizon in front of us. And I want to fill it up. And for me, um, you know, my participation in this had to do with, with what you'd call first contact. I, I, I'm in love with the history of, of America, the expansion of it, and the violence and the ugliness that came with that, the resourcefulness that people had to have in order to carve out a life. And so the history of America is very, our fingerprints are on a lot of things, and sometimes good, sometimes not so good. And I love all of it, every bit of it. And so when I got involved with Here Here, I said, we have to deal with Native Americans uh, and we have to deal with them not out of generosity, but out of being authentic, of understanding what was before us. Listen, not everybody's in love with history like I am. I get that. And so here, here, thank God, is about a lot more than that. But if people want to dig down, that's what I wanted for here, here. And we're going to have to expand from the three minute story because I make three hour movies <laughs> and um, stories take more time sometimes. And I know my partners believe that. And so we're a growing business and this is going to evolve uh, our stories. We're going to we historically we start with overviews. We have to get you know deeper and deeper and deeper to the personal stories that can haunt us, thrill us, inform us. You know, your app really goes beyond the, the surface and uh, and helps travelers understand where they are and what was there before. And, you know, I, I love it just because I am a big history buff and I, I want to know if something really cool happened someplace or if this was the spot that someone was standing on when something, you know, amazing happened. That's right. I, I, I And I, I don't think we're alone. And that's what 
that's when something has real application. So how did you meet Here Here CEO Woody Sears and get involved in the project? Well, um, this little girl in preschool liked my son. And uh, it turns out my son in preschool liked her too. <laughs> and out of that, we met their parents. And my wife continued to have kind of a arm's distant relationship with, um, it turns out, Woody's wife. So interestingly enough, um, that's how uh, our families met. But we went on about our way as kids went to different schools. Um, during Over the course of time, uh, though, Chris, my wife, Christine, came back to me and said, hey, you know, Woody's um, up to something. And he wanted to know if you would be interested enough to look at it. And I said, of course. And that was the beginning of here, here for me, which was uh, reconnecting with Woody. And we talked about it. And um, Woody is, is very gifted in both the business and in the what the product wants to be. I was completely absorbed in the potential of what stores could be. So I didn't really go so much to the business, if you will, as much as I went towards what I considered the opportunity uh, of, of maybe being able to preserve stories that have uh, before they were lost about our history. Mm. I mean, you are a storyteller in the end, right? And so this is just a different avenue in a way. I think if you boil me down, most people would think that adventurer storyteller. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you get pitched a lot of business ideas all the time. So what, what made you actually say yes to this one? Well, I think Woody just had that business acumen and a, and kind of a, a quality, a, a, a quietness, uh, somebody who wasn't selling, who was said, if the idea doesn't sell itself, I can't sell it. And uh, that doesn't mean he's a hell on wheels salesman. He just, there's a quietness about him uh, that I could probably take a road trip with. And I had a lot of confidence in his, um, in his background and what he wanted to do. Like in anything, you take a, you, you step off the cliff with somebody and you want to go into business. A lot of times you're leaving something secure behind you to create another business. You don't know if it's going to work. You kind of look at the person you want to get on the road with. In this instance, financially in a business, you, you kind of, you kind of size up the person that you're willing to go ahead and try to finance a dream. And so, you know, there are, they're kind of emotional boxes that you have to check before you go into business with someone and kind of Woody fit all those boxes for me. And I thought to myself, I can't live a life constantly trying to make my pile get bigger. I'm kind of interested in the thing that I don't know. I'm kind of interested in things like, what if it did work? Wouldn't that be great? What if we could start to curate the stories of America and they could be available to people? So the what if part of going into business started to really roll for me, started to excite me. What if we could do what he's talking about? What if I could myself, even loving history and knowing that I only know a little bit about it. What if I could just keep hitting this button like, like it was a piece of candy and I got in that car and instead of candy, I was feeding myself history. I was feeding myself these stories that I'd never heard. What if we could do that? Mm. And those were the questions I had to answer for myself. 
those I had to kind of roll around in my business model, which was, are there other people like me? And the answer certainly is yes. Right, right. You know, I'd, li- I'd like to play a snippet now so folks can, can get a sense of how it sounds. Welcome to one of the most picturesque regions in our country, a coastline that stretches over 250 miles and includes current day Ventura, Santa Barbara, and San Luis Obispo counties. The region's landscape and climate are a result of massive geological shifts that compress the mountains in many cases right up to the sea. Any comparisons in the world would most likely be to the Mediterranean, as it's often been referred to as the American Riviera. Here Here does many things, but our goal remains simple, to draw you in and offer up the history of the region unknown or forgotten. Our commitment to that idea, and specifically to the first people to inhabit this land, is a responsibility we not only feel, but always pledge to start with. So whether this is your first time or you've traveled these roads all your life, we invite you to explore your connected past. Well, you know, that, that clip, that is so cool. I mean, it's like, it's like having a really knowledgeable movie star riding shotgun next to you. Did you learn anything new about California as you were recording these? Well, you always learn something as you're digging. I mean, you know, we can talk about, you know, this, the, 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 the missions of, of Father Sarah uh, as missions. But they were really forts. <laughs> they were really forts, uh, uh, and they were, and they came into vogue because uh, Spain, while they were ignoring California, they didn't find the obvious gold that they were looking for. Uh, they were kind of an absentee uh, owner or landholder, landlord, if you will. And um, only time that they got really interested in it was uh, when they heard that the Russians were coming down uh, the coast to be fur traders. Well, suddenly the Spaniards got a little bit out of joint and went to, you know, match force with force, if you will, to kind of set claim to California and said, don't come any farther. This is ours. So in the fourth grade, you learn about the missions and you learn about something. But if you really understand the motivation of why we're there, everything takes on a different complexion. Now, I, I, I know that you do a lot of the narration for a lot of the uh, the topics, but I hear there are um, some other top flight narration from the likes of John Lithgow, uh, people like Phil Jackson. Is that right? Listen, those people that you're talking about, they're vested, too. We all feel the same. We want to we we have this desire, at least if you have, I think, intellectual curiosity to know what came before. It's almost respectful to know. Yeah, no, Definitely. You know, I kind of feel like road trips are kind of like movies in a way, you know, in that they can feel very visual, almost cinematic. You know, they have like a beginning, middle and end. So having movie stars along for the ride, it's, it's kind of perfect. Well, you know, when you, you know, when you go, go across the country now, it's kind of a meal in a movie. Uh, <laughs> and, you're, and you go from L.A. to New York. But there was a moment in time when you said goodbye in the East Coast. It was goodbye. You knew you were not ever going back. So... You know, the idea of, of what happened, the idea of road tripping, you know, uh, here, here presents a, a, a presents an alternative to wonderful music, uh, presents an alternative to having your children have their nose in their computers. It, it presents an opportunity for yourself, because, you know, if we if we really want to you know, face facts, all I know is what I know at this moment. Mm-hmm. And the only way I'm going to learn anything is if I 
open the door to new music, to new books, to perhaps history that can be um, brought to me. I'm not going to, I have no way advancing myself unless I listen to other things. So uh, you've made a number of of road trip movies over the years, like The Highwayman and uh, Perfect World. Um, What is it about getting behind the wheel that works so well on film? Well, there's another really pretty good one called Fandango. Right. What works about it? Well, number one, let's be honest about it. You actually start hating the people you're with on a road trip at a certain point. I mean, I've had some of the biggest fights, you know, when you're on the road with guys you even love after about, you know, 20 days, (laughs) all your idiosyncrasies kick in. But then there's something you kick out of that moment. But look, you just, you take yourself out of your environment you're never going to forget those moments. Your children will never forget them. And I think there's a lot there, there's a lot to be learned from going from point A to point B. There's great opportunity from point A to point B. Sometimes we just pass by some of the greatest moments of our life. And here, here is kind of positioned to maybe pick up that slack. Do you have any words of wisdom uh, for listeners who are about to embark on an epic California road trip? I don't know. I, I What I want to say is good for you. You're going. What I want to say to them is, you know, along your way, there's an app that might even make that trip more enjoyable. It's called Here, Here. I love that. In fact, let's listen to another Here, Here story as we go to break. Today, San Francisco continues to be a focal point for both resistance and innovation. The region and its many people have cycled through boom and bust, rise and fall, death and rebirth. This is the area you're driving through. Welcome to San Francisco. After the break, we'll have more of my conversation with Kevin Costner when he kicks off our new occasional segment, The California Questionnaire. This is California Now. I live near Sacramento, and due north of me is upstate California. It's an amazing place known for an abundance of protected land set aside for everyone, some 30,000 square miles of forested territory. I don't have to tell the backpackers listening what a dream that is. Or if you're like me, you enjoy soaking up the local history and nature before ending the day with a hearty meal and a little stargazing. And yeah, upstate California offers that too. Among the spectacular national and state parks are the ruggedly beautiful Modoc National Forest, as well as Lassen Volcanic National Park, which is the type of place where you can experience snowbanks, wildflowers, kayaking, and lava pinnacles, maybe all on the same day. It's an easy place to go and find some space and well worth the visit. For more information, check out upstateca.com. That's upstateca.com. So, Kevin, before we let you go, I want to introduce an occasional segment on our show called The California Questionnaire. Uh, This should be very fun and easy. And it starts with the question, where do you live? On the coast of Santa Barbara. Why there? Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, I've gotten lucky in my life. Like I said, my parents didn't have a lot. I wasn't sure I was ever going to have. It turns out I've had more than I could ever dream of. and. This is a place that spoke out loud to me to be on the water with my children 
and my wife. And, and uh, so we moved here. Uh, I knew about Santa Barbara when I was a kid. I used to actually hate Santa Barbara because I lived in a town next to it called Ventura. And so we played them in sports. So I naturally grew up hating Santa Barbara. But one day I kind of got past that and thought, well, what a great place to live. Santa that's Barbara. Great. That's funny. Your high school rivalry. That's right. So you, you let that screw up your business sense. <laughs> okay. Who or what is your greatest California love? I mean, it could be a beach or a concert venue, a sports team, even like a time of day or a feeling. Who or what is your greatest California love? The High Sierras. Mm. And why is that? Well, there's there's that it makes me think of my mother and father. And maybe I was going there in diapers and learned to walk there. So there's something about the Sierras that uh, I'll, that will never leave me. What's the biggest misperception about Californians? That they can't drive in the rain. <laughs> of course we can. Uh-huh, you know, when, right. when people back east go, well, you know, the people in California can't drive in the rain. I'm thinking to myself, what does that mean? You're supposed to speed up in the rain? Okay, what's the stereotype that holds most true? It's, it's um, really expensive to live here. Uh, what's your favorite Golden State splurge? Well, I got to tell you, I'm pretty thankful for in and out um, <laughs> when I've been gone a long time, mm-hmm. uh, when, it, when I just got to get filled up. Thank God that thing is on the side of the road. I hear you. No, I'm, I'm a I'm a double-double protein style guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> what do you order when you go there? The animal. <laughs> animal style, yep. Yeah. And if you could decree an official state culinary experience, what would it be? Well, <laughs> I'd say uh, I probably the there's there's a lot of places and there's a lot of kind of food, but probably if I I think I get a lot of satisfaction out of eating at the San Ysidro Ranch. Can you can you describe that for people who've never heard of it? Well, it's just a it's a it's a a bit of a, a boutique hotel with a great bar and a great restaurant. And the food is just, um, I just love it. How do you define California style? It's a myth to to describe it. But um, if you've got a convertible, you can throw anything in the back and you can go anywhere you want. (laughs) That's great. Okay, what's the best California song and why? And you can, the more than one song is fine, but what would you say is the best California song? I'd say um, Scott McKenzie's San Francisco. You know, it defined it defined um, an era that I grew up in, in the, in the Vietnam War. You know, a lot of times people think that people who wore tie-dye and had blue sunglasses, that that's kind of a cliche. Well, I want to tell you it's not. I remember I was involved in busing and I could come through Santa Barbara and during 67 and 68, there were streetlights. The freeway didn't go all the way through Santa Barbara. You still was two or three streetlights. And there would be no fewer than 40, 50 kids at each light, all hitchhiking to San Francisco. And my brother was in Vietnam at the time. And so that song was real. It was, it's not some kind of fairy tale. Uh, kids were going. Kids had flowers in their hair. It was an interesting moment in time. And so... Well, there's a lot of good California songs. You ask what my one is, I, you know, I guess San Francisco for me. 
Yeah, it's a great song. Okay, we have one more. How would your California dream day unfold? And, you know, you can kind of you know, take us through the day, how it starts, what you do, where you go to eat. I'm kind of living my dream. I've been able, been, like I said, I, I never knew that I had would have some of the things I have. I live on the ocean. I wake up to it. You know, if you want to, if you want to break it down for me, I, I like a really good waffle in the morning. And then I watch, love seeing my kids head out on their surfboards right off our house. And I think to myself, I don't know what I've done right in life, but I did this part right. And because they have that life in front of them. And when they were little, they spent all their time in the tide pools. It was always different. And, and uh, now they bring their friends over and I can just sit out in the point and I can watch my children succeed. Well, Kevin Costner, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us on California Now. I appreciate it and uh, wish you well. And, and uh, everybody out there, uh, thanks for going to the movies all these years. Kevin Costner is an Oscar-winning movie legend who lives in Santa Barbara. For more on the app he co-founded and helps narrate, check out hearhear.com. That's H-E-A-R-H-E-R-E.com. As always, we'll have links to all the places we talked about on today's episode and lots more on our website, visitcalifornia.com slash podcast. This is California Now. Thank you for listening to California Now. We hope you enjoyed this episode and get a chance to hit the road soon. This podcast is produced by Visit California. I'm your host, Satirius Johnson. You can find our show on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe. And please check our website for the latest in the way of state travel advisories. It's visitcalifornia.com. California.